and it really starts off from their concept. We remove the entire licensing process for them and reduce that process to about 5% of what it normally takes, including cost, time, and resources. They'll apply for a Type S. It's a shared license. Our facility is registered as a Type S facility, and then they just come in to our facility that's already compliant, meets city and state requirements, and then we guarantee that license for them. They come in, they rent the space from us, and then they just start producing. Simple as that. From MJ Bulls Media, it's the Raising Cannabis Capital Show. Today in Raising Cannabis Capital, we are joined by James Shi from My Green Network. James, welcome to the show. Hey, thank you so much for having me on here. Well, I've been looking forward to having you on this show because... The idea for your business is so overdue. And we were talking before we got out. I can't believe that there aren't like a ton of these businesses up there. There are so many aspects of your business that we need to cover. But I'm afraid if we get ahead of ourselves, then our listeners may not appreciate all the opportunities that you provide. So I was thinking that maybe I'd start by painting a scenario. And then let you elaborate on that. So let's say that there's a surfer in California with an idea to start a surfer-inspired line of cannabis products. Walk us through the process without My Green Network. What are all the things that he needs to do to turn his idea into a product that will be sold throughout California? I mean, that's a great place to start and exactly who we sort of work with. I think a very first part is understanding access into the industry. And most people are afraid of it mm-hmm. because when they start going through the process, that initial part where they say it's $25,000 to license is the cheapest part of the entire process. <laughs> so ultimately, what that person will have to do, let's say they're surfing, they wanna get into the industry, they say, hey, I have a great idea, let me go create my own line of branded surfer-looking gummies. And it's like a little surfboard. They'll actually have to go apply for their type six, seven, and or other license, and then find a property that's in a green zone most of the time, that landlord's not going to say, hey, while you're in your 12 to 16-month licensing process, we're going to let you go rent-free. They're going to say, no, you're paying us rent the entire time until you get your license, and then you're paying us more rent. Let's just say he wants a 5,000-square-foot space, and average price is like $3 a square foot. They're paying $15,000 a month just in rent. By the time that they go through the licensing process, what is that, 15000 180000 And then on top of that, you have to go through your city and state licensing process. Cities don't tell you, but they have additional fees hidden in there. For example, we probably paid an additional $180,000 to the city that we weren't expecting. Then construction, then your general contractor, architect, your designer, mechanical electrical plumbing, your structural engineer, all that. You're really looking at about a million dollars to start any type of business. Oh my gosh. That just rules out so many people. It rules out so many people that otherwise would have a good opportunity or a good idea. And I know entrepreneurs across the country are doing this and they're struggling and they're doing it by themselves. Not for long because My Green Network, it's a shared cannabis manufacturing space, shared cannabis kitchen, cannabis incubator, all under one roof. So now walk us through the same scenario, except this time the surfer is a member of My Green Network. Absolutely. We like to say if a cannabis shared kitchen, manufacturing and incubator fuse together, that's really us. Uh, So thanks for pointing that out. (laughs) 
That's good. Everything is under one roof. That's the beauty of this. That's exactly the beauty of it and why we created it. When a surfer comes to us, they get the full support they need. And it really starts off from their concept. We remove the entire licensing process for them and reduce that process to about 5% of what it normally takes, including cost, time, and resources. They'll apply for a Type S. It's a shared license. Our facility is registered as a Type S facility. And then they just come in to our facility that's already compliant, meets city and state requirements, and then we guarantee that license for them. Okay. They come in, they rent the space from us, and then they just start producing. Simple as that. (laughs) In addition to that, they're surrounded by other people in the industry. You have all kinds of opportunities to help them with distribution, testing their products, marketing the products. Maybe you can elaborate a little bit more on some of the other services that you provide that are probably just as essential once you get past the basic startup piece. That goes back to this question of access. Most entrepreneurs, and I think that we look at it is when you enter the cannabis industry on your own, it's like entering a really deep, dark jungle. You have no (laughs) idea what the heck is going on. It's volatile. Things are changing all the time. The way we looked at Migrate Network and we envisioned it was it's just a straight path through. We just bulldozed away through that forest, directly into the city. We built a network there, which is your home. And you just come in there and you operate. So whether it's legal assistance, branding and marketing, you want to be introduced to legal sourced raw ingredients like flour, extracts. You want to be connected with distributors. We'll connect you. That's huge. And you also are a shoulder to cry on when somebody's like, Oh my gosh, I can't figure this out. You know, it's nice to have somebody else that's doing the same thing, you know, in that same network. That's so valuable. So valuable. I know one of the biggest roadblocks a lot of people on our show run into and any aspiring entrepreneur is cash. Even though you've substantially reduced the cost of getting into the business, there's still cost and a lot of people are looking to raise capital. Can you assist them in this process? Absolutely. There's a few things that we can do. Number one is we work with several funding companies. Those funding companies are able to raise small amounts, 50 to 100K, which Mm -hmm. usually for a CBD company, that's fine. You're industrial hemp. You can kind of launch a product of that. Cannabis, right? right? Cannabis, you need that million to spend that facility. But with us, not anymore. You can actually get that 50, 100K and it would work. Number two would be we actually internally have our own program, which we kind of help repair credit for people where they can actually pull out a loan between 50 to 100K themselves. And that way, the, all the liability, the risk is on them, but it's their job at the end of the day. We don't want to raise people solely rely on us. We want to build leaders who are going to change the industry. That's a good point. And you, you also, they don't give up any of their equity, especially early on. Exactly. That's when your equity is so valuable. You don't want to give up too much of it. A lot of our listeners are small investors and always looking for opportunities to be a part of startup projects and stuff. So if there are investors listening to the show right now and we're interested in, you know, maybe talking to some of your members, do you help facilitate sort of matchmake that too? We will down the road. As of the current time, we also can assist with that. It's something that we've developed a incubator program. That's where we really step in. Okay. We do have a wide network of accredited investors, but the main problem that people see is you want to invest in a company early on, but at the same time, you want them to have some sort of cash flow. Within six to nine months with companies with us, they're going to know how much money they can at least make, how well they did it. And that's going to give them a humongous advantage over everybody else. Like that, at the current time, we can also help the current investors talk and connect them within our green leaders right now. 
before we wrap up, I want to talk about the Green Quest 2020, which is an annual award given to deserving minority-owned businesses. Tell us a little bit about what's included in the award. So we previously reduced the startup cost from you know a million to about fifty thousand. Mm-hmm. We're essentially reducing the cost from the five percent to zero. And oh, wow. we want a minority-controlled business. My previous job was as a lawyer, <laughs> so. <laughs> A little uh, precise there. The reason why is there's a lot of minority owned where people were saying, take part of my company because it's your social equity program, but I'm going to give you 49% of my company. We didn't want that. We want someone who's really like either 100, you can go 51% if you want, but we want you to be mostly majority owned at the end of the day. And then we're going to apply for their license for them. We're going to pay for that license for them. We're going to walk them through the entire process so they can learn it on their own too. And then once again, to our facility, we'll subsidize their monthly costs as far as rent. And then on top of that, we'll help them with marketing and branding. We'll also connect them and get their own trademark. We'll actually handhold them through the process, introduce them to our network, and essentially launch a company for free into the industry with the goal of making them their own independent. So how do people apply for the Green Quest 2020? It's pretty simple. We have a three-round process. The first round is passion. We want a video, a 420 word statement, and that's just going to tell us about you as a person and about you as a company. The second round is where we get more into the nitty gritty. We select the best of those and we say to people who deserve this grant, we also look for intelligent business minded people. We want to raise a leader. We're raising a community. We are empowering these people to become leaders in industry to lead real change. And then ultimately, the third round is actually where we find it to be very interesting. We didn't want to make the final decision because we wanted to include the public and include everybody to lead change together. So we actually open it to the public. We'll select the top candidates and we'll have a voting system where the public will have a time period to vote on who they think deserves the best. Get your friends and families together, have them vote. And then at the end of the day, those people will be selected by the public. It's kind of like American Idol. Like every, everyone's going to yeah. get out to vote. Get out to vote. Good. Okay. So you have a, a business essentially for free. That's really cool. I saw on your website that you can apply right on your website, right on the My Green Network website. And we'll have all of James and My Green Network's information in the show notes or at mjbulls.com. So if you're that surfer and you're out there thinking about the this idea you have, call James because he's got a place for you. We can get that project up and running quickly. And if, as I said at the beginning of the show, this is an overdue idea. I'm so glad that you did it, James. And I appreciate you being on the show and sharing this with us. No, thank you so much for having me here. It's been fantastic. And you're a great guy. <laughs> Just for that, I'll have you back on again. How's that? That sounds awesome. Thank you. Oh, cool. Thanks for listening to today's show. To check out more great cannabis podcasts, go to podconnects.com. Here's a preview of one of our other shows. Season 1 of Dope History is now available at dopehistory.com. Dope History weaves you through the lives of those who have been touched by cannabis or have had an influence on the events that shaped our laws or relationships with this plant. You'll hear tales from Frenchie Cannoli, Keith Strop, Eddie Lepp, Tom Alexander, Ed Rosenthal, Wolf Seagull, Jorge Cervantes, 
and Tommy Chong. Available now at dopehistory.com.